0: A radio show that confesses Christ without
1: confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to
2: Table Talk Radio.
0: And the problem that God has with that is that He didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that He commands and institutes to be made. And when He makes Himself... When, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself
1: for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology, is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop the press sort of thing to see
0: God, you know?
2: Wow! That's amazing!
0: Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great!
1: Welcome to Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show with a private investigator, I'll. Uh, alterior uh identity uh of the host. see it's not it's not bad enough that we have two terrible co-hosts. We need three terrible co-hosts. Extra. I'm not good thing Lumpy's not here yet. Yeah, I would hurt us speaking this morning by I'm the way. Sure. Oh, hey Brian. How are you, you
0: doing over there?
1: Waking up well? How's the, how's the day in uh, Rogue River? The day is young. Um <laughs> I I uh one of the one of the luxuries of hosting uh, uh Table Talk Radio is that you get uh you get wake up calls from your co hosts. It's so nice.
0: Yeah, that's right. I by the way if was, uh, to as I was driving a. to uh, church time. this morning. <laughs> I was driving to church it's five AM there, there's no difference between having five AM and nine AM. It's all the same. <laughs> now I was driving to ch- uh, church this morning and there was a uh, they were doing this thing on auctioneers, you know. Come on, one, I'm gonna make it a two and a sort of challenge, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> So I was thinking about trying to. Isn't that how you speak Chinese too? I was probably <laughs> that's a, a version of tongues. They actually say words. Apparently, I'm gonna get myself an auction ringtone. Can I have four table talk ready points? Make a five. Make a six. Now, come on, seven. One, two, seven, seven, two, but already here we going now,
1: now, now. So you are you petitioning any uh, auctioneer listeners we may have? Yes. How many? I wonder how many auctioneer listeners there are. <laughs> Several. I
0: tune think. in. I mean, let us know if you're an auctioneer. Yeah, tune in first, and then let us uh, know. <laughs> let us know. All right. I got a buzzword for you. You ready? We should have actually do a show today. Ready? Modalism. Ah, oh, nice. That's my buzzword. Have Have we used that one? Uh, yeah. But go ahead. Modalism, also called Sabellianism, is the unorthodox belief that God is one person who has revealed himself in three forms or modes. In contrast to the Trinitarian doctrine, where God is one being, externally existing, and eternally existing in three persons. According to modalism, during the Incarnation, Jesus was simply God acting in one mode or role, and the Holy Spirit at Pentecost uh, was God acting in a different mode. Thus, God does not exist as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit at the same time. Rather, he is one person and has merely manifested himself in these three modes at various times. Modalism thus denies the basic distinctiveness and coexistence of the three persons of the Trinity. He was condemned by Tertullian uh, around 2.13 against Praxius, uh, etc., uh, modalism, probably the most common theological error concerning the nature of God. Now, did you get that? I'm reading from Theopedia, but I think they're right on this. That um, that uh, you find modalism everywhere. You know, the illustration of the uh, of the water. Uh, so the three in one. So you have ice, water, and vapor. That's a fantastic example of modalism. And uh, when we use that to describe the Trinity, it's uh, modalist. <laughs> And wrong, yeah. Modalism Mm -hmm. is probably the most common theological error concerning... Oh, I read that already. Present-day groups that hold the forms of this error are United Pentecostal, United Apostolic Churches. They deny the Trinity, teach the name of God as Jesus. Modalist churches often accuse Trinitarians of teaching three gods. This is, of course, not what the Holy Trinity is. The correct teaching of the Trinity is one God and three eternal coexistent persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
1: All right. I also have a Trinitarian heresy as your buzzword for today. That is Arianism. Um, uh, Arianism, let's see. uh, as, As many of the classical heresies, Arianism emerged from the struggle to reach the consensus on the Trinity. It was named after Arius, whose main concern was that it did not seem fitting that God should have a son. His solution, which became known as Arianism, was to propose that the son, Jesus, was somewhat between God and man. So how this works is, uh, as you know, um, Pastor, we confess that that uh, Jesus is uh, of the same substance of the Father, so He is uh, without beginning and without end. Um, and Arian would not go so far to say of the same substance, but maybe of the of a like substance, um, So uh, uh, you know, they they would say that that certainly. Jesus is divine, but he is the the first creation of the Father. So he he himself is not um, eternal. Uh, so that's why we uh, have um, the uh, Nicene Creed, a council met at uh, Nicaea in three twenty five uh, to to hammer this out. And it was really um, that word uh, homoousius, a uh, same substance, that really that really uh, forced the uh, the the uh, the Arians hand because. Uh, now um, they they couldn't agree with that. Now that was a big deal because uh, that's not a word that uh, appears in uh, holy scripture, but it's a word that they were using to apply um, uh, to, to, to apply the theology which the Bible teaches. So that was also kind of a big deal. You know, can we confess this if it doesn't appear in the Bible? But uh, this is how we have right. the creed, and you know, th- you know the, the difference between those two words. One. One little uh, letter. One little letter. Yeah. Yep. So, so men. boy homo. And I always, I always uh, tell people that that men, men have died over this creed, defending this creed over one stinking letter. So it's, I tell people, it's worth, it's worth confessing on Sunday. Then, you know, might, yeah, might as well. True, that's true. Might as well take the five minutes to confess the thing. Might as well. Uh, there's no I in homoousius. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. You like that. Today's uh yeah. Table Talk Radio lineup so you know uh when to tune out. Uh first uh we're doing some email and then probably happened already. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. They're gone. Uh so didn't I should print ninety four
0: page article on uh Ugh Calvin and the election. My goodness. <laughs> Yeah, what Calvin
1: and the extended tone. I'm doing Lumpy's research for him. I was going to say, he'll, well, he'll, if uh, Lumpy's there, about. just have him read it real quick, and then he'll be ready for the yeah. next segment. Yeah, and then uh, so. if we have some time, we're going to do some bumper sticker church saint theology to uh, work on our Table Talk Radio worldview catalog, and then ending yep. up with uh, Witch Ladder. So that's the little yeah. Good. All right.
0: First to the email bag, huh? Yes. Uh by the way I got my uh, I got one email here from uh from Frank uh from Las Vegas and he says I'm not sure whether you use the word modalism on your Table Talk radio show as a keyword of the day <laughs> if not this would be a good one. Thanks Frank for the suggestion. We got it. You got another one over there? I got another email. Uh this is up. from Liz. Uh this is the season again where parents are being asked to send their kids off to youth gatherings etc where speakers will be folks like this guy. <laughs> Here's a link. <laughs> I see you have a youth gathering survival kit. It contains two nice PDFs for the Praise Song Cruncher and the Youth Speaker Checklist. That's the how to determine if you're being emotionally manipulated by a youth speaker. The games Witch Ladder and Law Gospel would be really helpful if they were nice PDFs that students and sponsors could use to evaluate... Uh, or at uh, at least think over the style and substance of what's being presented. I'm looking with an eye on this particular upcoming event. And then there's a link. (laughs) Thanks, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is in your neck of the woods. (laughs) Anyhow, uh, thanks for the suggestion. And I think uh, you're going to get to work on that, right? Are you talking about Lumpy? No, you. (laughs) What we should do here is have the uh is have the youth gathering survival kit all on one page. you could fold it in half, it'd be like a little it'd be like a little bulletin. And you on one you have the praise song cruncher, and then you have how to tell if you're being emotion manipulated, and then you have Which Ladder, and then Law Gospel. I
1: think uh I think we should put that together. As I was a thinking more of a booklet thing, you know? So it's like your you have your uh uh you know, like the, what's that, quick reference first aid kit thing? You know, the little booklet?
0: Right, that's pull right. Pull out and... I think that's fine. And people want to... Maybe you, if you... if you, When you're doing this, do a nice job so people can laminate it. <laughs> okay?
1: We'll see what we can do. You'll have that ready tomorrow? Or what? Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, announce I, it. I've got, I've got plenty of time before I need to start writing a sermon, so... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got it. <laughs> All, All right. right. Uh, is that it for email? Or you got another one?
0: No, no, I got another one. Okay, Thank one you minute. for the kind yeah. mention on this week's podcast. The Latin phrase, which I said was... This is, by the way, from Rick in... Uh, Antarctica. Where's Rick? Antarctica. He says... I thought it was an Inuit uh, Eskimo phrase. He says it's Latin. The noblest <laughs> character is stained by the addition of pride. Who knew? Uh, well. uh, it's a bit ironic. The show I mentioned on, says Rick, our southernmost listener, is the same where you talk of the God Whisperers. They interviewed me for their show. But there's no competition between you all with me. I love both your shows. Well, I would ask you, Rick, to consider repenting of that sentiment. <laughs> we, After all, didn't we establish my one goal this year is to have more listeners than the God Whisperers?
1: Yeah, well, I, I I'm i your southernmost listener uh, uh, of uh, the dozen that listen. So I was telling you that uh, when I went to my circuit forum here about a week ago, I met one of our former listeners, and he told me that, that uh, yeah, I used to listen to you guys, but I just couldn't get into it. So I started listening to God Whispers. And so didn't we de- the- Didn't we decide that it was because uh, when you listen to God Whispers, <laughs> there's, there's nothing to get into? They're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, we did decide that. Okay.
1: Thanks for the follow-up, Rick. Good to hear from you, buddy. All right. Uh, so next on Table Talk Radio, we're going to be hearing from Lumpy. Is he there yet? We better call and wake Lumpy up. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Get on it. Well, get probably waiting by the mailbox for his check. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna, when we get back, we're going to talk with Lumpy about did Calvin really believe that Jesus didn't die for everybody? And Bubba Chicken Theology will be right back.
0: Oh, if Jesus rang your cell phone, would you accept the call? Would you let him go to voicemail? Would you call him back at all? Would you put him in your contacts and give him my ringtone?
2: If Jesus rang your number, Have you ever felt like you were all alone in the world? You were probably listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: Hey, Lumpy. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Hey, uh, Wolf Miller hey, can't hear um, me, can he? No, no,
0: he's not listening. Okay, I just want Man, to let you know. Man, that makes me feel smooth.
1: <laughs> I just want to let you know, we really like having you on uh, much more than Pastor Wolfmuller. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. he, it, sometimes it's just miserable being on the show with him, uh, so it's nice having a break uh, once in a while. So thank you, Lumpy, yeah. for being on the show.
0: Well, you're welcome. I mean, you, that, I don't blame you, too. That guy is a d- disaster. I just, I just
1: feel bad you have to sit there and look at him when you're there. I just... No, he leaves. He walks out of the room. Who knows oh, what he does? Thank goodness, because yes. that, that would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, hey, so uh... You working on gosh, this one of the this Before case? he left,
0: gave me... Uh, yeah, we got the... I'm trying to investigate this thing um, about uh, did Calvin teach limited atonement. I think that's how this thing is shaped out. We, and we have a... We have a... You guys have an email from your OCB, official Calvinist blogger, Ruben. Oh, all right. Uh... What I I need to there should be a we should have a bump for this. I I don't know how to read this with appropriate solemnity as Calvinist <laughs> missiles deserve. Okay. How do how do you start uh you you know it's like announcing the scripture reading? Uh uh the epistle of St. <laughs> Paul to the saints of God in Rome. This is the epistle of the official OCB to the saints <laughs> of Table Talk Radio.
1: Okay. Written written on the 4th Sunday. Should I stand or what?
0: I don't know. No, <laughs> you should. You know, Calvinists read the gospel to stand on one foot.
1: <laughs> you know, well, don't some,
0: know. If a... Some people stand. Don't know what you're. <laughs> if you're the, would the elect, please stand. <laughs> oh man! Look, Calvinists, it's your doctrine, not ours. For (laughs) heaven's sakes. Okay. OCB here. Yes, I also noticed how much that sounds like OCD. That happens to be quite apt. True enough. So it was with sneering amusement that I heard that Lumpy's latest assignment was to determine whether Calvinists believe in limited atonement. Maybe next he can figure out whether the Pope wears a funny hat. (laughs) But I checked around, and as it turns out, there is some debate as to where Calvin would have landed on that specific question, with indeterminate quotes on either side. Here's a link that should give Lumpy some leads to follow. To the puritan mind uh, uh uh chat board here let it be noted with great solemnity and tremendous sense of occasion that this calvinist has officially learned something from table talk radio <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa hold on do i have some sort of a you want to read that again uh,
0: yeah I, I didn't quite get that let it here be noted with great solemnity and a tremendous sense of occasion that this Calvinist has officially learned something from Table Talk Radio. Whoa. Also note, however, I know it, I know it. Also note, however, that the term limited atonement is an incredibly unfortunate accident of language. Fact. The term limited atonement does not appear anywhere in the three forms of unity or the Westminster Confession or Catechisms or the other 792 Confessions of the Reformed Church. <laughs> That's added by me. Even though TULIP is an acronym for the five heads of doctrine of the canon of Dor... I wonder I wonder if you could have one confession, Calvinist confession of doctrine for each man Made rule that the Pharisees had.
3: <laughs> How many did they have?
1: Uh, was it nine hundred and something?
0: There's no parallel, though. That any any uh, any connection there is simply accidental. Back to uh, <laughs> back to Reuben. Uh, Tulip is an acronym for the five heads of doctrine. The Kansas of Dort, uh, even though they don't contain uh, here. Here he puts Dort. Is there a D in Dort, or is this a typo, or is he? Yeah, Dort. You know his typos are always purposeful.
1: Dort. What did they don't even
0: contain the word limited. The acronym TULIP was developed very late. Theopedia oh, cites the earliest known use since 1905. The fact that the T U I and P fit the other four canons of Dort so perfectly forced the use of the letter L for the other one. Throw in the fact that TULIP is the symbol of Holland where the canons of Dort came from. Apparently that's how to spell Dort. I didn't know there was two D's in it. And there was no chance of using a better term like effective atonement or intentional atonement. Or what was the other one we had last week?
1: Um, um, the buzzword? Definite atonement.
0: Definite atonement. Which are all which uh, Ruben says, which would be much closer to the heart of what is meant, and also sound a lot less like comp- not completely denying the gospel. That's also my addition here. Quoting <laughs> Paul Helm,
1: I'm having a hard time to keep track of of what our official Calvinist <laughs> blogger is saying here. <laughs> well, that'll teach you to write in. We'll just insert words into what you're saying. <laughs> We, see, we have to translate oh. this for our Lutheran listeners. <laughs> that's right, that's right, like the canon of Dort does to Calvin. Right, we, Anyhow, Paul, Paul injected <laughs> us not, not to let anyone speak in tongues without the proper interpretation. So, uh, <laughs> this is <all. laughs> the Calvinist tongue. <laughs> Quoting Paul
0: Helm, such a doctrine does not attempt to limit the atonement in an unnatural way or to restrict the efficacy of Christ's death, but to emphasize that Christ's death actually redeemed and did not make redemption merely possible. Without such a definite atonement, there could be no atonement at all. Calvin teaches that the death of Christ actually remitted sin, that such remission was for the elect, and that Christ intended to die for the elect. Uh, In other news, congratulations uh, to Sovereign Grace Ministries for getting a song through The Cruncher in episode 181. Have you ever noticed that only songs that can survive The Cruncher are written by Calvinists? Uh, When will a crunch-proof Lutheran praise song come along to surpass the high-water mark of Jesus is better than football? Hey, we should bring that up since it's uh, Super Bowl time again. Remember that hymn? Jesus is better than football. (laughs) Remember the controversy that broke out after that thing?
1: Oh, we have a caller. Hello. The writer, the author of Jesus is better than football calling here. Uh, I have this from uh, uh, the Theopedia. now. We'll play – let's play a game called Agree or Disagree, shall we? All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, contro- the controversy – this is the controversy that uh, that the Synod of Dort met for. The, the, the controversy was purely theological in its nature, but owing to the immediate connection of church and state, it became inevitably entangled in political issues and shook the whole country. The Reformed churches in France, Switzerland, Germany, England, and Scotland took a deep interest in it and sided upon the whole with the Calvinistic party, while the Lutheran church sympathized to some extent with the Armenian. Uh,
0: uh, I don't know uh, about that. I mean, it could be that the Lutherans would have could have done that, but they would have been wrong. The Lutherans should have said, that, I mean, when the Lutherans see the Calvinists and Armenians fighting... It's it's like it's like watching your two children play with lightsabers. It's just as you guys are going to have to quit this before you break something. That's what we should just say. You come to your senses. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay. Anyway, you should be Lutheran. Like the Lutheran takes sides. I mean, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, the Lutherans have their own doctrine. They sit there and say, "Look, you guys are wrong about free will. You Arminians, and hey, you Calvinists are wrong about Jesus dying." Here, here's really the problem. Well, I don't know if we should get to the to the theological point quite yet until we figure out the facts of what of what Calvin was teaching. But uh, the, the the idea that uh, the idea of of saying that it's cr- the death of Christ makes redemption only possible it's just a confusion of terms it's just a uh if there is of course a universal redemption but a uh, a particular justification because because Jesus has a way of applying his redemption to the sinner mm-hmm. uh which is the gospel but i mean
1: so, so without without, sex, without so that, that <laughs> theology without that belief you just sort of have um uh redemption one in the abstract and it's never it's never then applied to the sinner so you're, you're, well, you're, you know,
0: here, but here's the weird thing for the Calvinists, where the where the abstract redemption of the cross becomes non-abstract is in the doctrine of election.
1: Weird, which is still, which is still abstract. We don't have the means of grace. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Okay, so I have some Calvin here. Ready? I'm, Ready. Lo- I'm looking. I'm looking at this is the uh, John Calvin's position by Paul Helm. Remember right, Paul Lumpy, Helm? You got Poated about two by, uh, minutes here. Okay. Uh, here, I'll just read a couple then. The adoption was put in Abraham's hands. Nevertheless, because many of his descendants were cut off as rotten members, we must, in order that election may be effectual and truly enduring, ascend to the head in whom the Heavenly Father has gathered his elect together, and has joined them to himself by an indissoluble bond. And again, Calvin says, Whence it comes about that the whole world does not belong to its Creator, except that grace rescues from God's curse and wrath and eternal death a limited number who would otherwise perish. But the world itself is left to its own destruction. Uh, to which it has been destined. Meanwhile, although Christ interposes himself as mediator, he claims for himself in common with the Father the right to choose. I am not speaking, he says, of all. I know whom I have chosen. If anyone asks whence he has chosen them, he replies in another passage, from the world, which he excludes from his prayers when he commends his disciples to the Father, John 17. We must believe when he declares that he knows whom he has chosen, he denotes in the human genus a particular species, distinguished not by the quality of its virtues, but by the heavenly decree. Now, so, uh, you'll, you'll notice that those who are trying to find limited atonement in Calvin always go to his limited election. But that's different. Huh. Different. It's mixing
1: categories here, guys. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, Do we have time? You want, you want one more, Calvin? Yeah, 30 seconds.
0: Here, hence arises a wonderful consolation that we perceive judgment to be in the hands of him who has already destined us to share with him the honor of judging. Far indeed is he from mounting his judgment seat to condemn us. How could our most merciful ruler destroy his people? How could the head scatter his own members? How could our advocate condemn his clients? Therefore, by giving all judgment to the son, the father has honored him to the end that he may care for the consciences of his people who tremble in dread of judgment. Do you hear anything about limited atonement in that? Uh, No. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. Me neither. Well, unfortunately, we didn't have time to do any bumper stickers, so uh, we'll have to just try that next week because next up we have to do some witch ladder. So no bumper stickers this week. So uh, save them up and uh, call them in to 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652 one 800 or questions at tabletalkradio.org. Which ladder after this break?
3: What's that new sticker on your bumper?
0: I'm against this bumper sticker hymn. Where's our standard bumper sticker hymn?
4: Do the bumper
0: sticker...
2: listening to Table Talk Radio. Serious theology, seriously bad hosts.
1: And welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Do the bumper stickers oh, in your car, that? I mean oh, a lot. Oh, put it back on Executive Session. I do the bumper oh, my stickers. my goodness. <laughs> we'll just keep him there. Don't worry, folks. Hey, uh, we're, we're playing Witch Ladder. Uh, this is the... the Say the, Executive the, Session. Oh, there we go. Now you're off. What I Was I... In, <laughs> I was singing a hymn there, man. I bet Carrie wishes she had this little mute button over here, too. <laughs> Going off about something, okay. just hit some mute. <laughs> Why's your mouth moving like that? <laughs> All right. So, uh, which ladder? This is our, our game where we, um, well, we got this from Adolf Caberly's book, uh, The Quest for Holiness. Uh, do you want to? What tell you've us- read now? I've read now. You yeah. should do it since you've been reading it. Okay. Well, the idea here is, I mean, th- th- this is this is the interesting thing is that um, uh, you know we're, we're in this world and um, you know there, there's Probably a couple things, if not more, that no matter who you are, no matter what your religious belief—or I should say now—is there not a mute on your phone? Carrie's calling. Carrie's calling to ask for the mute button. <laughs> uh, there's there's two things that um, uh, that everyone in this world, no matter what your religious belief, and I should say now, whatever do you, know, do you, you think that your the, that the uh, Calvinists is. think that God has like a caller
0: ID on uh, for prayers, you know. <laughs> well, that's like this Who's calling? Oh, not the elect. That's kind. Of, that's you can put people in groups with Google Voice. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were you talking about? I don't know. I was trying to explain
1: sp- which ladders, but I kept being interrupted by phones and and your uh, Calvinist color ID ideas.
0: Right. Anyway. Okay. So, so so there's three three ways that man tries to get to heaven. Is that what you were saying?
1: No, I wasn't actually. I was saying that in this world there are there are two things that that indicate. Um, that we just live in this sinful world. That no matter what your religious belief or spiritual belief is, that you these are just evident to you. And these things uh, are the reality of death. You know, so so you, even if you're a you know a new atheist and your your brother dies, you know that that's that's not right. You know, some, something something's wrong with this. You know. Also, the, right. the, the other thing is, no matter who you are, you've experienced guilt before. You know, so you know you, you say oh there's no god there's no um uh, that our our morality this is what they'll say our our morality is uh is uh, based off of culture but then you'll uh you'll completely cheat or rip off your friend and you feel bad about it <laughs> so anyway so so then now to to try and escape these realities of death and guilt uh man uh in his sinful flesh has three attempts to escape it, to to escape the 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 death and guilt of this world and to get out of it into the next um, and that is uh, one way is through the ladder of morality this is the ladder of the will uh, so if I can just um, overcome my guilt by by more good actions so you know this is the idea that you know I I feel guilty about ripping my friend off and so I'll go help out at the homeless shelter your friend's caller <laughs> who you ripped off. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Are you! I didn't know he was gonna ashamed? call. I didn't know he was listening. I probably listening.
0: should have a phone with a mute button. I didn't. You think? The, everyone. <laughs> let me put it a little closer to the mic next time.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, where were we here? Okay, so uh, the so the three ways that we escape death and guilt. Yeah. So the the ladder of of the mor- of the of morality is trying to be good enough. I'm getting thrown. Why don't you just finish up here?
0: You're doing such a good job. <laughs> You're gonna to go into Kantian metaphysics pretty soon. You let know you keep going. You just start quoting some sort of existentialist philosopher or something. All
1: right, uh, now you tell anyway. us, you tell us about the ladder of mysticism, <laughs> since this is your specialty.
0: I uh, what did I what was I talking to someone about mysticism the other day? Uh, just yesterday, in fact, and they were saying, oh yeah. Uh I was I was down poking around at iliff We're da- we're thinking about trying to start up some sort of campus ministry down at D U uh here in town. So I was bouncing around and I went over to iliff School of Theology and uh and they were giving me a little What happened? Oh <laughs> I get it. You're throwing me off with your own version of a bell. Where was I? What was I talking about? I totally forgot. I uh by the way don't have long sustained thoughts, so it's very difficult to throw me off track. <laughs> so uh so they were giving me a tour of Ilif and uh and I said, you know, I was kinda interested in church history, something like this. They said, Yeah, this guy, he's great, he studies the early church mystics. <laughs> and I thought, oh man. I should go and enroll in that class because there's mysticism. I mean everybody's a mystic, right? Everybody's a mystic. Uh, we should get shirts that say that. Do we have shirts that say that? No, we don't. Everyone's a mystic. Uh, it's our it's the native theology of our flesh, which looks for an internal, immediate experience of the divine nature. There's Christian mystics, Jewish mystics, pagan mystics, atheistic mystics. Everyone's a mystic. Uh, but Jesus, he's not. <laughs> Jesus, <is> not. <laughs> which reminds me of another conversation I was having with a good buddy of mine, Hans Feeney who was st- uh, arguing with someone about uh, um, uh, messianic prophecy, and he says, yeah, uh, I, I feel bad that the only three people that agree with me on this are Brian Wolfmuller and Jared Melius and God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, mysticism is the religious movement that puts man in the direction of having an internal, unmediated, unmediated direct
1: experience of the divine nature. And I'm against it. All right uh so that's there's a the ladder of morality of the will the ladder of mysticism or the emotions and the, the psyche the psyche the psyche um and then the last is the ladder of the mind the ladder of of uh intellectualism um uh, you know we're reading uh Jean edward V's book spiritual of the cross and and actually yep. um uh, he he pulls this from Caberly, too. Caberly and and Veith both use the language of, of speculation, which is the same thing, intellectualism. Um, so the the ladder of speculation, uh, and th- and this is this is the idea that if I can just uh, come to a knowledge of things, then I I basically own it. <laughs> if I if I can just explain the universe, and therefore I have no room for God, right? Uh, so That's now correct. when I was looking for some of these clips yesterday, uh, these atheists were saying. Uh, you know, people, uh, religious people, spiritual people, whenever they uh, can't explain something scientifically, they just filled in with God. So uh, in uh, humans, uh, mankind's history, when we didn't know more about science, um, you know, we, we we didn't know why there were hurricanes, we didn't know why there's tornadoes. Uh, so we just say, well, it's God doing it. Well, now we have a better knowledge of these things. So the, the need for God is less. Um, we just have to fill in fill in the uh, the God or the gap with God with you know smaller things like you know why are I so complex so uh, right. if, if you can just come to a scientific knowledge of something then you then you um, have become the God because you can explain it
0: by the way we should say for so for all you dear Christians out there that are teaching children and things and when you're teaching the Greek mythology and all this ancient religion stuff don't say, don't do this and say, oh, they were just using this to explain the world around them, but now we know better. No, I mean, religion does not have its origin in man trying to fill in the blanks of its knowledge. Religion, false religion especially, has its origin in the demons. And we ought to be clear about that. We're fighting against the devil.
1: Yeah, good. All right, you ready for your first clip for which Ladder?
0: Oh, yeah, so the way we play this game is oh, we listen
1: good. to things and then say, which Ladder. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for explaining that. All right, here's, sure. here's your first clip.
4: Recognize that the very molecules that make up your body, the atoms that construct the molecules, are traceable to the crucibles that were once the centers of high-mass stars that exploded their chemically-enriched guts into the galaxy, enriching pristine gas clouds with the chemistry of life so that we're all connected to each other biologically, to the earth, chemically, and to the rest of the universe, atomically. That's kind of cool. <laughs>
0: that makes of
4: adverb. And I actually feel quite large at the end of that. It's not that we are better than the universe. We're part of the universe. We're in the universe and the universe is in us.
1: All right. That's your, that's your clip. What's so funny over there?
0: It's like... Oh, man. It's like you can't just put a little piano music in the background and make this sound really dramatic. We're all connected to each other. Chemically.
1: <laughs> wow. So the idea here is...
0: <laughs> you, got now, some, you got some oxygen over there? <laughs> I got some oxygen
3: over here! Wow!
1: <laughs> No, but the the idea here is that if we all came from a Big Bang, oh, then all of the things that exist oh, yeah. today come from this common <laughs> explosion of matter and energy so that we are all connected. We are all part of one. Now, I, yeah, I came here, across here in this Bible, in a couple we Here in the
0: Bible, we all go back to Adam, and and they're like, ah, pshaw, all have one origin, pshaw, pshaw. We all come <laughs> from ZR5, the star in the whatever quadrant of the galaxy. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> and that makes me smile. that makes me feel big we're all we're all bound to each other organically. <laughs> all right thirty seconds I think this is really hilarious This is uh, uh, speculation. This is the ladder of the mind
1: we're all we're we're all in this mess together mentally. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll come back on Table Talk Radio once, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller collects himself and continue playing Witch Ladder only on Table Talk Radio. We'll be back. We Quickly.
2: What a dramatic use of adverbs. Oh, never fails. of mystical subjectivism. You are listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio uh, playing Witch Ladder. Now I would like to put to you, Pastor Wolfman, while I I agree that this last quote that we listened to was uh, the ladder of the mind, intellectualism, um, could this though also be a hint of mysticism? Yeah, there's a, there's certainly a, I mean, um, there, there's,
0: it's, it's, it's trying to make, uh, it's trying to make evolution, uh, romantic, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I remember listening to, uh, who is this guy? Uh, this the atheist now who just, um, Christopher just died Hitchens? A couple, yeah, Hitchens, and he was talking about, a, he was doing an interview about how, how when he teaches his daughter that the that the color of the flowers is there be, to attract the bees to the and all the sort of stuff so that it can perpetuate its own. That this is a romantic sort of thing and everyone looks at that and they say, uh, n- "No, it's really uh, not." <laughs> so, <laughs> so they say, "We got a problem here. This uh, this kind of hard science seems cold to people." So let's uh, add a few adverbs
1: and a little background <laughs> music. <laughs> but I but I meant not not only just how he's trying to to flavor it up, but you know this the the thing that what he said made him smile was the idea that he was now connected with the the greater universe at large um now he's not then making a connection to the divine but he is is making this some sort of connection with with you know mother Earth <laughs> you know. Uh, right, is there, that's right. Is there some, some mysticism one. there? Yeah,
0: we all have. We're all united
1: in our mon- molecular, sh- po- uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, well here's the next clip. I uh, this one is kind of long. It's about three minutes long. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, so hang in there. This is going to be tough for Pastor Wolfman to stay awake. Uh, but here, here's the next clip for Witchladder.
4: But a friend of mine called me and said, you know, how long have we been, been friends? And I said, why? And he said, were well, you really going on a church tour? And I said, oh, freak boy, calm down. I ain't going to your church. He's a Mormon. And I said, there is no way I'm going to be a Mormon. And he said, you owe it to me and my friendship. We've been friends through thick and thin for 20 years. You owe it to me to go one Sunday. And I said, okay, what time? And he said, 9 to noon. And I'm like, oh my gosh, three hours? What are you, insane? I see. You know, if your God can't get it done in one hour like everybody else's God, he ain't powerful enough. Um, so we went, and my daughter who has cerebral palsy, she went, and you know the kids weren't really digging the church tour thing. We were walking out, and my uh, my daughter uh, said, um, you know, I'd like, can we can we come back there? And my wife and I stopped dead in our tracks and said, what? And she said, I just feel so warm inside. And so we started to, uh, we started to go and, cause, you know, we figured, okay, well, you know, kids like it. And, uh, it was about six months later that I was, um, sitting in a, in a meeting and, uh, one of the guys who I dubbed the Amazing Mr. Plastic Man, because he was, he was the happiest guy ever to meet us. He was like, hey, the first time you met us, oh, I just love you so much. And I'm like, oh, give it a rest, brother. I mean, you'll hate me in ten minutes, please. I spent my whole life hating me. And, um, uh, he um, he was talking in Sunday school, and he was talking about the concept, which I'd never heard before of Zion. And he said, how does this, how does this happen? How do we get there? And uh, he said, I mean, still a powerful memory. He said, uh, the only way this happens is if I truly love you and you truly love me. And we may not agree with each other, but we love each other. And I realized that he was the most genuine person I had ever met. And um, it was it was then that I thought I don't care if there's Kool-Aid down in the basement I'm drinking it because I want to be I to be like that you know I want to I want to be able to um, genuinely love someone the first time I met them what a great goal that is and that's really what changed our life that's it I we were baptized on a uh, we were baptized on a, baptized on a sunday and on monday an agent called me out of the blue and he said uh i hear you're trying to do talk radio and i said yeah and i swear to you just like this he said um do you know a guy named gabe hobbs and i said no i know of him but i don't know him he said somehow or another he said we need to connect you with him he said he can help you as he said that no kidding just tearing me up inside (laughs) my caller ID went off or my call my call waiting went off and I reached over and I said hang on just a sec George and I said hello and he said uh, the voice of the other said Glenn Beck and I said yes and he said this is Gabe Hobbs and I went back to my agent and he said wow do you ever feel like someone upstairs is watching over you and I said Yes what, sir I do. That's
2: what started all of this. That's what
4: started it all and we um we have been I just you know we just feel we are just so greatly blessed every step of the way changed everything. All
1: right, that's the clip from Glenn Black t- telling us about how he became a Mormon. We should put the uh that
0: testimony through the praise song cruncher. Okay. <laughs> Why do you
1: say that? Was
0: there any mention of Jesus?
1: <laughs>
0: no. no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can you have a conversion story without mentioning Jesus?
3: Hmm.
1: Well, maybe if you're a
0: Mormon. That's what Glenn Beck would say.
1: Hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, that guy's good. I think he's uh he, he's a uh, he. He tells a great story, and he's fun to listen to. Glenn Beck. Uh, just wrong. Mm-hmm. I, by the way, have a quote from the book of Moroni, which title should make you suspicious. <laughs> yeah, i heard hold, of that somewhere. <laughs> I would exhort you that when ye shall read these things, if it be wisdom in God that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men from the creation of Adam, even down to the time that ye shall receive these things and ponder in your hearts, and when ye shall receive these things i would exhort you that ye would ask god the eternal father in the name of christ if these things are not true and if ye shall ask with a sincere heart with real intent and having faith in christ he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the holy spirit and by the power of the holy spirit uh, power of the holy ghost ye may know the truth of all things that is the burning of the bosom doctrine right there all right so which, which ladock's daughter had uh mysticism it's all completely subjective mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm all right, ready for another clip? Whoa! Okay.
4: I'm Bart. I'm from the Rock. Um, I started coming almost five years ago, and um, up until that point in my life, I'd pretty much lived in in misery, um, at least for the few years leading up to it. And a few real dear people cared enough to follow what God was doing in their lives and took the time to care about me. And, um, when I first came and to this day when I go, um, well, to any of the locations, but especially to the rock, I just see, um, I see the real God actually working in in people's lives. And, um, gives me a good reminder that I need to make sure he's always working in mine, and
3: I'm just blessed and grateful to be a part of it. Uh, my name is Tom. This is my wife Melissa. Uh, we've been attending The Rock now for a little over two years. Uh, good, friend, good friends of ours had invited us numerous times and eventually we had agreed. Um, there was things in their life uh, and their lifestyle and relationship that we truly admired. Uh, they invited us to marriage conferences, small group, and eventually they actually performed our wedding. Even though we were just married, our life was continually miserable. It was a very selfish attitude around our house, and we had no idea how to raise our two-year-old child. Uh, We were definitely heading for disaster. Uh, After attending for a short period of time, uh, we began to find a home at The Rock. The relationship and community there uh, was truly a blessing from God. The biblical truths that we had learned uh, smacked us right between the eyes, and we began to see what the love of God could truly do in our lives. Uh, we're not perfect, and we still have our struggles, uh, but it's through the love and compassion of Jesus Christ that we are able to continue to grow.
1: Okay, uh, which ladder? Uh, what was that? Is that uh, some sort th-
0: of promo video for a church called The Rock? Correct. Yep. What about the wrestler? Does he say you can't have my name? <laughs> Does it, or is it his church? Is he giving you the no, eyebrow? No,
1: no, no. no. Huh? There's you like the a eyebrows? million churches called The Rock. Really? Yes. This is a popular name for a non-denominational church. There's a rock in Denver I nice. know. Right you should go
0: visit. There is? I, yeah. I'll find I it should. for you. Hold on. Let me put on a little
1: music in the background. To oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think, Evan, that <laughs> that this video is
0: mystical. <laughs> Because it mystically talks about mystical things. <laughs> Do
1: you like that? Give me a break. <laughs>
0: so completely subjective. I mean, completely. I mean, you should. You know, if we should talk about church, we ought to probably get a mention of Jesus in every now and again. I did hear Jesus mentioned. You know, so. Yeah. You know,
1: the church ought to have something to do with Jesus. You would just think. Do you think that the people at The Rock read Moroni? <laughs> I don't know. They get the burning in the bosom. I watched this YouTube video, and I got the burning in the bosom. <laughs> All right, so you got it. Hold uh, on, do you
0: get the burning in the bosom when you listen to our show?
1: No, I don't, actually. No, okay. Just check. I get a headache. That That counts. <laughs> there's something for that <laughs> oh. alright you got it though there's mysticism in the last two and the first one was uh, rationalism So, alright uh, that's all we have for thanks for th- th- listening to Table Talk Radio what in the world where the points are like the burning in the bosom don't You've listen been listening
2: to your to bosom table Talk Radio <laughs> the views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions oh, of this station boy. we would like your feedback on today's show Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Tabletalk Radio. The Bane of Mystical Subjectivism. Take number uh, two. Here we are. Subjectivism. The Bane of Mystical Subjectivism. Why can't I say that word? Here we go. Take number uh, three. The Bane of Mystical Subjectivism. Darn it. Can't say that word. Here we go. Let's do it again. Sub- subjectivism. The bane of mystical subjectivism. Subjectivism. Son of a gun. <laughs> Can you believe this? This would make a great line or two, by the way. The bane of mystical subjectivism. Subjectivism. The bane of mystical subjectivism subjectivism The Bane The Bane of Mystical Subjectivism 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 The Bane of Mystic The Bane of Mystical Subjectivism Subjectivism The Bane of Mystical Subjectivism Son of a Gun Subjectivism You're listening to Table Talk Radio.